Patriots win in overtime. He's got him. He's got him. Tyreek Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, episode 7 of Off the Bench Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you're all having a great day. We do have a very special guest today on the show, my grandfather, Mr. Jim Julian. Welcome, and thank you for coming on to the podcast. Glad to have you on. If you have any questions, I will answer them at the end of each episode. Make sure to send them in to either the Instagram, at Off the Bench Podcast, comment them on our YouTube channel, Off the Bench, off the bench Podcast, or email them to offthebenchpodcast34 at gmail.com. All right, let's look at the previous week's games. We had the Seahawks and the 49ers on Thursday night. Pretty close game all throughout. The 49ers pulled out in the end, 21-13. to From what I saw, I thought Brock Purdy, he played pretty good. Well, this could be the beginning for the 49ers. They have a chance of being the number one seed. Right yeah. now it's the Eagles, mm-hmm. but with the injury to Jalen Hurt, this could move the 49ers up. But the 49ers do have a difficult schedule the rest of the way. They do, yeah. If Purdy keeps playing like this, I think they do have a real shot at the one seed. And with Christian McCaffrey playing how, like how he has been, he put up 108 yards and a touchdown with 30 receiving yards. On Seattle's end, Geno didn't play too bad, 238 yards and a touchdown. But Tyler Lockett, one of their big receivers, broken fingers, so he'll miss a few games. That's a big loss for their receiving core. And the 49ers' defense... They've been playing good all year. Three sacks and fumble recovery this game. And with this win, they extend their winning streak to seven, and they clinch the NFC West, so they're already in the playoffs. The Seahawks are just a half a game out of the final playoff spot, so they have something to play for the rest of the season. For sure. All right, we had three games Saturday. The first one, one of the craziest games you'll ever watch, Colts at the Vikings. Colts up 33 to nothing at halftime. Blow the game. Vikings win 39-36 to in overtime. Largest blown lead in NFL history and at the helm of Matt Ryan. Not really a surprise. 22 points for the Vikings in the fourth quarter. And then for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor left the game with an ankle injury. That may have contributed to that. It looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. It also appears that this past weekend, you might consider it fantastic finishes. Some incredible finishes yes. throughout Saturday's games and Sunday's games. For sure. That was very notable. Kirk Cousins had a good game, 460 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. And then the two leading receivers for the Minnesota, K.J. Osborne with 10 catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. And, of course, Justin Jefferson, who's been putting up these numbers all year, 12 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. He's not too far off from the from 2,000-yard mark. That'd be the most in a season. I think the Colts are in for a coaching change. Jeff Saturday was just the interim coach. Yeah. I don't see him staying on as the permanent coach. Yeah. And a whole change needs to be made for the Colts. Yeah. They're just not ready to play. Right, yeah. I mean, I think Saturday was an all right temporary addition, but I don't think he's the right answer long term. The next Saturday game, Ravens at the Browns. Not really an exciting one, low scoring. Browns win 13-3. to Deshaun Watson played better than he has in the in his uh, first couple games. 161 yards and a touchdown. Nick Chubb nearly broke 100 yards. And on Baltimore's end, J.K. Dobbins had a pretty good game, 125 rushing yards. And you could really see they're struggling without Lamar. Tyler Huntley's 138 yards and a pick. And now they move to second place in the AFC North. If you look at 
momentum, the Ravens do not have it. Right. They have negative momentum. Yes, They're I, headed the wrong way as they head towards the playoffs. I agree. And for the Browns, they, they still have a chance, but very slim for them to make the playoffs. All right, then we had the Dolphins at the Bills on Saturday night. Close game, came right down to the end. The Bills win 32-29, to hit a game-winning field goal. Snowballs were thrown throughout the game. Fans probably had a great time. Josh Allen had a great time, 340 yards, four touchdowns, and led the team with 77 rushing yards. He's pretty much their whole offense we've seen from that. This is not relevant to the game, but for whatever reason, whenever the Bills wear their red uniforms, they don't play too well. Really? Well, that's, an, that's an interesting statistic. We'll have to look out to see if they wear those in any other games. Then on the Dolphins' side, Tua played pretty good, 234 yards and two touchdowns. Both of them, one to Tyreek Hill and one to Jalen Waddle, who are really the only guys catching his balls. Raheem Mostert had a solid game on the ground, 136 rushing yards. And with that win, the Bills do clinch a playoff spot, but they have not clinched the division yet. It's still up for grabs. Move on to Sunday, the Eagles at the Bears. Eagles win 25-20. They also clinch a playoff spot. Jalen Hurts was playing great, 315 yards. He threw two picks, but also ran for three touchdowns. And he got that shoulder injury. He's uh, listed at this point as questionable for Sunday's game. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown had a great game, nine catches, 181 yards. Devontae Smith, five catches, 126 yards. The two of them combined for 307 receiving yards out of Jalen Hurts' 315 passing. That's very impressive. Justin Fields threw for 152 and two touchdowns along with 95 rushing yards. David Montgomery, a rushing touchdown and receiving touchdown. It's the fifth straight win for the Eagles and the seventh straight loss for Chicago, who I think now are just playing for a good draft pick. Then... Uh, NFC South Divisional Game, Falcons at the Saints. Saints went 21-18. Red Rock, Andy Dalton, 151 yards and two touchdowns. And then Taysom Hill, very valuable player to them, also threw for 80 passing yards and a touchdown. Juwan Johnson caught two of those touchdowns. And then Desmond Ritter starting for the Falcons. Nine, only 97 passing yards and 38 rushing yards, but I think he can only go up from there. Tyler Algier. 139 rushing yards and touchdown. Cordell Patterson scored another one. But both of these teams now are a game behind Tampa in that division. Just one word summarizes this game. B-O-R-I-N-G. Boring. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Lions at the Jets. This was, As a Jets fan, this is a heartbreaker. Uh, Lions win 20-17. to Zerline misses the game-tying field goal from 58 yards out. The Lions win their six games, seven games. They're red hot. Jared Goff, 252 yards and a touchdown, and that one was the go-ahead 51-yarder with a minute 49 left. Zach Wilson, in his first game back after his absence, uh, 317 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. But the Jets, as a total on offense, only 50 rushing yards. That was not a good stat for them. This may be the, well, I was going to say this may be the last time we see Zach Wilson in a Jets uniform, but he is going to be starting this Thursday with Mike White not being cleared yet. As of uh, today, Mike White has not been cleared, and Wilson will be the starter again on Thursday night. It's going to be interesting to see a big game for both the Jets and the Jaguars that Thursday. In this game, I believe that Dave Campbell, or excuse me, Dan Campbell, yeah. outcoached Robert Sala. I do agree. I didn't like solid at the end of the game. I didn't. They had three timeouts. But I think it was poor clock management. Definitely could have used one on that last drive, but that's just me. I don't, I don't know. All right, Steelers at the Panthers. A nice win for the Steelers, 24-16. Without Kenny Pickett, Trubisky 
throws for 179 and ran in a touchdown. Same with Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson, leading receiver with 98 receiving yards. Sam Darnold in his three games so far with the Panthers, three touchdowns, no picks. He's not playing bad, but he's got to uh, step it up if they want to have a shot at the division. The Panthers also 21 rushing yards as a team, which is not not what you want to be doing. The Steelers have not had a losing record in a number of years, and they still have a chance to finish above 500. They do. It's, it's going to take them running the table, yeah. but they can still do it. Yeah, and that's all under Mike Tomlin, who's a great coach in this league. Cowboys at the Jaguars. Come by, a comeback win from the Jaguars. They went 40-34 to 34 in overtime on a game-winning 52-yard pick six. Trevor Lawrence is starting to emerge, looking like the real... Real good number one overall pick. That's why they took him at one. 318 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Zay Jones caught three of those touchdowns. Very great game from him. ETN with 103 yards on the ground. Dak, 256 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. CeeDee Lamb, leading receiver with 126 yards. Zeke punches in a touchdown. And now the Jaguars are a game behind Tennessee. That division that's going to be a battle between those two. The Cowboys came in way overconfident, and they were surprised by the Jaguars, who, yes. who played well and mm-hmm. are continuing to play well. And I said this last week. I saw it on uh, Skip and Shannon. Skip was talking about maybe it was an excuse, but that Cowboys have their eyes on the Eagles game on Christmas Eve. But I, I don't know. Yeah, the Cowboys didn't come ready to play, I don't think. Then the Chiefs and the Texans. Chiefs win another close one, 30-24 to 24 in overtime. Mahomes, 336 yards, two touchdowns, along with a rushing touchdown. Jarek McKinnon stepped up as the running back, who had 70 receiving yards and a touchdown, along with the game-winning 52-yard rushing touchdown. Kelsey with 10 receptions, 105 yards. And then on the other hand, Davis Mills, pretty good game from him by his standards, 121 yards and two touchdowns. And the Chiefs clinched their division for the seventh straight year. In the overtime... The announcing crew said, whatever you do, hold on to the ball. Mills fumbled, Chiefs recovered, scored on the first play. Yeah, exactly. That's what you got to do against those Chiefs. Then Cardinals at the Broncos, both teams without their starting quarterbacks. Broncos win 24-15. Ripen with 197 yards and a touchdown and a pick for the Broncos. Latavius Murray on the ground, 130 yards and a touchdown. Judy with 76 receiving yards. For the Cardinals, Colt McCoy, he left that game in the third quarter with a concussion. So third stringer, Trace McSorley, comes in, throws for 95 yards and two picks. Not great for him. It's the fourth straight loss for the Cardinals, but the Broncos end their five-game losing streak. Then we had the Patriots at the Raiders. What a crazy ending to that game. Raiders win 30-24. to Chandler Jones, with the game-winning touchdown against his former team. I'm happy for him. Uh, Derek Carr, 231 yards and three touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, 93 yards on the ground. Mac Jones, he's 112 passing yards. I think he could have done a lot better, but I think Matt Patricia might be holding him back from reaching his full potential. And as of right now, the Patriots, they're knocked out of the wild card, but they still have a chance to make it in. Whoever called the last play of the game for the Patriots should be fired. That should have just been a kneel down, go into overtime, and take your chances. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, a shout-out to Chandler Jones, a UE graduate, who scored the winning touchdown. Congrats to Chandler. That was an awesome moment for him. Then we had the Titans of the Chargers, another exciting ending to this one. Chargers win 17-14. 
uh, drive all the way down with 40 seconds left to hit a game-winning field goal. Herbert had 313 yards, also two interceptions. Eckler with a touchdown on the ground. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams really helping Herbert out now. They've been injured for most of the year. But when they both play, the Chargers do play good. Tannehill had 165 yards and a pick. He did go down for a little bit in the game, but I think he, I believe he did come back. Derrick Henry continues to play great. 104 yards and a touchdown along with and he was also the leading receiver, four catches, 59 yards. And the Titans are barely ha- barely hanging on to the division while the Chargers are still in the wild card picture. It's pretty obvious to me if the Titans can't successfully run the ball, they can't pass either. Right. Yeah, maybe I don't know if it's time for a QB change in Tennessee, but we'll see what happens after this year. And then the Bengals of the Buccaneers. We were watching this game. The Bengals win this one 24 to, or excuse me, 34 to 23. Outscored Tampa Bay 31 to 6 in the second half. Tampa just folded. Burrow throws for 200 yards and four touchdowns. Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 60 yards, and a touchdown. T. Uh, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd both caught a touchdown. Then Tom Brady, 312 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. Both of those were very costly. And then Russell Gage caught two of those touchdowns as the Bengals moved to first place in the north, and the Bucks are only one game ahead of the three teams in the south. The Bengals came from 17 points down in that game and scored, as was mentioned, several unanswered points. Yes. The Bengals are playing now like they did at the end of last season. And I think they're looking forward for two weeks, the matchup with the Bills. That will be an exciting one for sure. Then the Sunday night game, the Giants at the Commanders. Giants win this one 20-12. Daniel Jones, 160 passing yards and 35 rushing yards. Saquon punches punches in a touchdown along with 87 rushing yards. Taylor Heineke throws for 249 yards and a touchdown. Jahan Dotson, leading receiver with 105 yards and that touchdown. And both teams still remain in the wild card picture. The end of that game, there was an illegal formation called mm-hmm. on the Commanders. They had third and six from the six-yard line, pass into the end zone, obvious pass interference, yep. not called, Giants win. Yeah. And then the Monday night game last night, Rams at the Packers. The Packers win this 24-12. to Aaron Rodgers threw for 229 yards, a touchdown and a pick. A.J. Dillon scored two rushing touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, not an impressive performance. 111 yards, one touchdown, and a pick. I think the Baker Mayfield hype is over. It was one-hit wonder. I don't know where he goes from here, honestly. All right, so that wraps up the previous week's games. We'll look at the top fantasy performers. In the quarterback area, Josh Allen leads them with 35.86 PPR points, followed by Jalen Hurts, 347 Patrick Mahomes, 32.74, and Kirk Cousins, 32.4. And then in the running backs, I believe the leader for the second straight week, Jerick McKinnon, 34.2, Dalvin Cook with 27, Derrick Henry with 26.3, CMC with 25.8, Ramondre Stevenson with 24.8, David Montgomery with 24.1. And then in the wide receiver category, you had Zay Jones of the Jaguars with 34.9, then the two two of the Vikings receivers, KJ Osborne, 31.7, Justin Jefferson, 30.3, AJ Brown, 27.1. That was all without a touchdown. And then Russell Gage, 25.9 of the Buccaneers. Moving on to the tight ends, George Kittle with 25.3. Jawan Johnson of the Saints caught two touchdowns, 22.7. Dawson Knox, 
Travis Kelsey, he's been up here all year, 20.5. And then CJ Uzama for the Jets, who caught two touchdowns, 18.1. Defenses and special teams, surprisingly, the Colts had 18. The Giants had 15, along with the Browns with 15. And then the Lions and Packers both have 13. And then on to the kickers, Chase McLaughlin for the Colts, 21.0. Matt Prater for the Cardinals, 14. And Nick Folk for the Patriots, 13. Move on to the news and the predictions. Obviously, we mentioned Jalen Hurts, sprained throwing shoulder. I don't think he's going to play this Saturday against the Cowboys, which that's a huge loss for Philly as they're looking to finish off their season strong. I don't know how much time he's going to miss if he doesn't play this game. I mean, they already clinched a playoff spot. Do you, does it make sense for them to sit him out maybe for the rest of the year? It would seem to be, in my opinion, that that would make the most sense. Because you don't want to risk another injury with him. Because he was the MVP front runner before that. Now, who knows what's going to happen. And as you mentioned before, Jonathan Taylor, he's pretty much out for the year. I think I don't I don't know if they already have, but they do plan to place him on IR. He got suffered that injury against the Vikings. The Colts, they weren't expected to make the playoffs. Out of I don't know what the Colts, their situation is really uh, an interesting one because they came into this year, right? They got Matt Ryan. They've had a bunch of quarterbacks ever since Andrew Luck's retirement. They just can't figure it out. I think Matt Ryan is washed up. I do too. I I think, I, I don't know what they do with him after this year. Do they trade him again and get what, their fourth quarterback in four years? It's appearing that that's going to happen. That might happen. Also, Zach Wilson will start Thursday against the Jags as Mike White has not been cleared by doctors to play. And I said it last week, well, and I'll repeat again this week. I think this is Zach Wilson's last chance with the Jets. Or he's, I don't, I don't do they trade him? I don't know what they'd really do with him. I don't know if any team, did any team see any value in him? Somebody will take him. Someone will take him. I mean, the Panthers took Darnold. So I, someone will take Zach. I hope so. And Tyler Lockett, broken finger. He's looking to return for week 17. It's a big loss for the Seahawks as they're trying to make it into the wild card. But that does mean, from a fantasy perspective, DK Metcalf and Marquise Goodwin will get a lot more targets from Geno Smith. And then also for the Eagles, they did activate Dallas Goddard off of the IR, which is a huge thing for them bringing him back on the field another great pass catcher i could you could argue he's one of the best tight ends in the league maybe he could be he could be he's, he's certainly in the top five yes i i will agree with that and it will help uh, gardner Minshew in this game with dallas giving him giving him another target although i don't think they'll do a lot of passing i think they'll just try to stick to the run mostly yeah all right here's our first prediction we we're talking about the afc south before i think the jags I think the Jags could maybe run the table and win the division. What do you think? I don't think that's going to happen. No. I, I think there's going to be a big surprise in Thursday night's game, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. They are one game behind Tennessee, who was on a four-game losing streak. The Jags are playing great right now. Same with Trevor Lawrence. But they do play each other in Week 18, so that will be a huge game uh, for that division. And then another prediction, I think – uh, for the Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defense Rookie of the Year, I think the Jets could sweep the awards. Oh. Sa- uh, Sauce Gardner, he's been the frontrunner all year. And then uh, for offensive, it's really tricky because there's a lot of great rookies. you got Garrett Wilson, obviously, Kenneth Walker for the Seahawks, Christian Watson for the Packers. I 
I don't know who else really. I can't really think of anyone else. I think Christian Watson came on a little bit too late, so yeah. I don't think he's going to be in the running. Mm-hmm. But I like Kenneth Walker, the, do, the Seahawks. He's a really good player. All right, now we'll move on. Predictions for Week 16. We have the Jags. I have one one prediction that's going to underlying everything. Sure. And that's going to be the weather. I think the weather is going to have an effect on many of the games this weekend. Right. So talking about Thursday's game, it's either going to rain or snow in at MetLife. That's what the forecast is saying. So that would be interesting for both teams. Um, Jaguars at the Jets. The Jags are coming off a big win versus the Cowboys. The Jets started off pretty good. They've been struggling recently. I I like the Jags in this one. I like the Jets. Do you? I see the Jets defense uh, prevailing, mm. getting ver- getting frustrated for Trevor Lawrence. I see the Jets in an upset. That would, the, the only I think the only way the Jets win is because of their defense and they need Quint, Quinn and Williams to play. All right, then we have 11 games on Christmas Eve, which is Saturday. First one Bills at the Bears. You've Josh Allen who's been playing like an MVP. Just that. Uh, Justin Fields going up against the Bills' defense. I think he'll be running for his life, and I don't think the Bears' defense stands a chance against the high-powered Buffalo offense. I like the Bills. I like the Bills as well. I don't see Josh Allen playing the entire game, but the Bills will prevail in this game. Then we have the Saints at the Browns. Deshaun Watson finally getting back in full swing of things. I think this game will be low-scoring between these two teams. Um, I do like the Browns at home, though. I'll take the Browns in this one. And then Texans at the Titans. This is, this is where it gets interesting. Because the Texans, the, their past two games, they've been close. Lost the close one to Dallas, and then lost an overtime to Kansas City. The Titans are on a four-game losing streak. Vegas does have the Titans as five-point favorites. It is also a big game regarding the division for Tennessee. I think the Texans can pull off the upset. I think Tennessee will prevail in this game. It's going to be close, yeah. but I think the running game will come back. Yes, Derrick Henry will have to have a big game. Then Seahawks at the Chiefs. The Chiefs clinched their division. They're eyeing first place in the AFC, trailing only Buffalo. And Seattle's still fighting for a wild-card spot. They don't have Tyler Lockett. Mahomes right now is very close to being the front-runner for MVP. I like the Chiefs at home. I like the Chiefs as well. I think it'll be close, but I give the edge to the Chiefs due to the home field advantage. Yes, they Playing at Arrowhead is a great advantage for Kansas City. The Giants at the Vikings, I think this game will be interesting too. Both teams coming off good wins. Uh, Vikings three and a half point favorites, but I don't know. I don't see the Giants defense doing much against the Vikings. They have a great offense on the run game and the passing game. I see this game as a blowout win by the Vikings. The Vikings. Blowout, really? Okay. That'd be inter- that's going to be interesting to watch. Then the Bengals at the Patriots. Patriots obviously had that bad ending against the Raiders. They're, uh, they don't want to remember that. They were wiping that from their memories. The Bengals, have, they're on fire. Six straight wins. The Patriots are just outside of the wild card. And I like the Bengals. I think they're wide receivers. They, three great wide receivers, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. I think they could all have pretty good games. I think the Patriots are overrated. I think Matt Patricia has not done a good job. I, I, I see the I see the Bengals winning this one. Yeah. Then Lions at the Panthers, big games for both teams. Lions are hot, six out of seven games. Uh, the Panthers, after moving on with Baker Mayfield, they haven't looked bad with Sam Darnold. As I mentioned before, hasn't thrown a pick in his first three starts with them, which by Sam Darnold, uh, that's impressive for him. But I do like the Lions. Dan Campbell, I love him. 
I like the Lions. I see the Lions in this as well. Then Falcons at the Ravens. Uh, Lamar is questionable to play. Who knows if he will. But Desmond Ritter will still start for Atlanta. They're both the, both of these teams coming off of divi- losses to their divisional opponents. I think the Baltimore defense will uh, really uh, make have Desmond Ritter struggle in this one. I give the edge to the Ravens due to their kicking game. Justin Tucker, greatest kicker of all time. Then Commanders at the 49ers. Debo is still out for the Niners. Heineke is still the starter. That's Ron Rivera recently said that over Carson Wentz. I like the 49ers. They're... I, I like them a lot. I like them to win this game. I would go for the 49ers as well, but I think it'll be closer than what most people think. Hmm. Then the big game Saturday, Eagles at the Cowboys. Could be the biggest game of the year so far. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Jalen Hurts, as we mentioned, not expected to play. That means Gardner Minshew, the one-hit wonder in Jacksonville, who had uh, his – I think I believe in his uh, career record as a starter, eight wins in – 14 losses, which isn't, it's not terrible, but he does have a lot of weapons on the offensive end that could really elevate his game. But I do like the Cowboys in this, and I think it's, if they're going to win this game, it's going to be because of their defense. I would go for the Cowboys. I think it will be close, but I think the Cowboys will prevail. Yeah. And then the last game for Saturday, the Raiders at the Steelers. Kenny Pickett is questionable to play. Still has to clear concussion protocol. The Raiders are coming off of that miracle win. I think this game will also be close, but I think the Steelers' defense should be able to hold up the Raiders. I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers, 21-17. We'll see how that pans out. And then Sunday, three games on Christmas Day. The first one, Packers at the Dolphins. With that win last night, the Packers still have a chance at the playoffs. Only 12%, but it's better than zero. Or, I guess, one. The Dolphins are coming off of that close loss to Buffalo. A few controversial no calls in that game. Uh, but they do still have a chance to win the AFC East. They do need to win out. I do like the Dolphins in this one, though. I like the Packers. I see Rodgers connecting better with his rookie receivers. Yes. Romeo Dobbs did have a pretty good game coming back off of uh, from his injury last night. And then Broncos at the Rams. Uh, Russell Wilson, again, he's questionable to play after suffering that concussion. Uh, the Broncos defense really won them the last game. The Rams, we saw last night, didn't did not look good against Green Bay. I like the Broncos. I put this game in the category, who cares? This could, really? end, this could end up in a tie. Really? I mean, this game, really no significance for either teams. They're both out of the playoffs. They're, um, they both don't have their first-round draft picks. I, I guess, you, yeah, this is a meaningless game for Christmas Day. <laughs> and then uh, Sunday night, the Bucks at the Cardinals. Bucks obviously coming off that tough loss versus the Bengals. The Cardinals are out of the playoffs. Colt McCoy is questionable to play. And the Bucks they need this win to really hold on to that division. I like the Bucks on the road. I think this will be closer than what people think, but I like the Bucks as well. And then Monday night, Chargers at the Colts. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is out for the year. Uh, they have the Chargers favored by four on the road. And as we've seen, Justin Herbert really thrives with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I like the Chargers. All right, then for picks of the week, you tell me. Or I'll, all right, so first one, I like the Bills minus nine at the Bears. Then second one, Lions minus two and a half versus the Panthers. 
And then the third one is Dolphins minus four versus the Packers. But again, that game couldn't be close. Well, I see, as I mentioned before, I see the Jets upsetting the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you on the Bills and the Bears. Mm-hmm. And I think the Seahawks and the Chiefs will be close. And I don't think the Chiefs will be able to cover. Yeah. I didn't. I don't remember really what they had Kansas City favored by in that game. I believe it was. It might have been seven and a half, some somewhere in that range. I don't know. Seven and a half is a lot of points against that. Oh, not nine and a half. Just check right now. The Chiefs favored by nine and a half. I don't think they can cover. All right, now we have two questions to answer. First one, I'll let you answer these first. Do you think Tom Brady will play next season, and if so, for what team? I don't think he'll play next season. I think he'll move into the broadcasting booth. He does have that big contract. Did he accept it, or is it just an offer? I think he's accepted. He's accepted whenever he's done playing. A lot of money for him. I think he might. I don't know. He did his fake retirement this year. I think he'll play one more year because I don't think you want to end your career with a uh, not a great season like this one. But I don't think he's going to play for the box. There's two realistic destinations, I think, that would fit greatly for him. The first one being the Raiders. I think before he went to Tampa, the Raiders did offer him. John Gruden wanted him, but he I don't know why he didn't want to go to Vegas. But now he has... Devontae Adams to throw to. Josh Jacobs is emerging as a great running back. Really great offense for him there. And the other team, I think, would be the 49ers, who are more complete as a whole. But the only thing with that is uh, Kyle Shanahan. He has his whole system there working. But he'll have to work it around Brady, which I don't think he wants to do. I don't think it's worth all that. That's the only con with that. Again, I don't see him coming back, but if he does come back, I see him going to the Raiders, especially with Josh McDaniels, coach. Right, that was his quarterback coach in New England. Then, who has the best uniforms in the NFL? Well, I have two favorites. Okay. I like the Chiefs when they're at home. I like their red uniforms. Those are nice. And I like the traditional Green Bay Packers. They're green and gold. Green and gold. I do have a few. You see on the back wall there, the Jets green. Uh, also, the Bengals white, but with their white helmet, that really elevates the uniform. The Seahawks neon green, I believe they, they wore it on Thursday against the 49ers. The Chargers uh, baby blue, those are pretty cool. And I love the, the Eagles black on black. Those are, those are cool. Those would be scary if you're playing against them. But if I had to pick one, I don't know. The Jets green, being a Jets fan, I just I love the green, but... Also, the Bengals, you know, coming from United Cod, the orange and black. I've always loved orange and black, so I'd have to be those two as my favorites. All right, and that wraps up the episode. I'd like to say thank you for inviting me as a guest, and I wish all of uh, Off the Bench listeners happy holidays. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And remember, if you have any questions, DM them to the Instagram, comment them on the, on the YouTube, or email them to offthebenchpodcast34 at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who's listening in. Thank you for coming on to the show. It was great having you on here. And for next episode, we will have two guests. So this will be, that will be very exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks again. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and happy holidays.